Hello and welcome to Flamenco Attitude. As you well know by now, if you've been listening for a while, if you if you haven't, welcome. But if you are a returning listener, you will know that uh, we cover all things flamenco, from music to films to even food. And something interesting that we did a while ago, we did the collector's crush, I called it, episode on Marcos's top 10 albums that he chose from his collection. He has multiple but we kind of chose the 10 favorites. And today I'm kind of transitioning, nicely segueing into what the topic of this episode will be, because we have never talked about labels, something very important for every artist. But today we're going to change that, because today we will talk about the person behind a very important key flamenco label, someone who is also a designer and he knew a lot of people within the genre, because obviously he had to sign them up and record them. He is called Mario Pacheco, and it may not be a name that you would recognize instantly, but if you have been studying the flamenco genre for a while, you may have come across it. We're going to talk about why he's important, how he got into the genre, and which artists did he work with. This is the episode on Mario Pacheco. Now, the incredible thing about Mario was he was a photographer, and he'd left his home in Madrid to go and work in in London. And so he, he starts his life as a brilliant photographer for a very neat a niche label, Island Records. And Island had many people, you know, John Martin, you name it, or people from Reggie, all these genres. And he was a photographer and a designer of, of the covers. But the, the thing that we only just realised is that one of my heroes outside of Flamenco, and one of the people that Paco de Lucia said, that great and divine man, Mario took the classic picture of Jimi Hendrix. Which I've seen many the, times at, in your house. Yeah, when you but, go upstairs, yeah. and that's Hendrix at the Isle of Wight Festival, and it's a beautiful photograph. Yeah. One of the iconic festivals, of course. Yeah, the, I mean, those, well, Can't there'll never bigger. be another Isle of Wight again, you know, mm. those, those days are gone. But So Mario, uh, it, it's an interesting story because um, he's working as, as a photographer in London, so how does he get from that? That's my question, so which you're going to answer anyway. Yeah. Because at that point, he probably wouldn't have known much about flamenco. But what has happened to him as a child, and we're going to talk about me meeting him um, in, a, in a London hotel, he explained to me that as a child living in Madrid, his father always had flamenco on, on the radio and, on, and in, on records. And so he grew up listening to all of this stuff, you know, because his father really liked it. And that was the atmosphere. So then he comes to London, starts to work for Island Records, and then comes back to Spain and launches a a punk label, which is quite interesting. Unusual. Very unusual. But you're going to say, well, you know, what made him start the famous label... Muevos Medios. Is that how it's called? Yes. In 1982, yeah, he launched. Yeah, some people call it like, as you can see from the from the from the CDs, the young flamenco and all of that kind of stuff. Um, he he had a, a vision to give young artists who hadn't made a record, and people like Rafael Riquelme, um people who had made records but were going to make even more spectacular records like Pepe Abishuela, 
there's so many people, Diego Carrasco, I could name, there's so many, La Barberia del Sur, you know, I could go on forever. But he started in a very humble way. Um, the one thing he did get, which really defines the label, apart from the artist, is this logo. This funny little logo. What is the logo? Let's have a look. Uh, see if you can work out what it is. Maybe this one? Yeah, it should be on that one. Oh, no, not that one. That's been it? licensed to somebody else. It's, it will be on sorry, one of the CDs. It should be on there. I don't know what No, that maybe is. we haven't got it there. No. Try try, try another one we're going to make. Yeah. There yeah. it is. Yeah, I saw that here yeah. on the CD. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Well, it's, you see, it's, you know the famous painter Miro? Yeah. That is painted by his grandson, oh. another Miro, and it's supposed to be two birds. It's two little birds. Can you see that now? In a way, in an abstract <laughs> way. Yeah, I'm going to take a picture of this for Twitter later. Yeah, um, yeah. the reason it's not on that one is that that's, that's one of my favourite records, but that's where he's managing to licence something. And we're going to talk about the problem of selling flamenco records a bit later. Of course there is a problem. There's always a problem with flamenco. Um, so, of course, he, he, he forms this label. And as you've seen, when he brings out early records of, of like the Kenny they the, you got the, the vinyl but they were just almost in a paper cover you know he couldn't get a full on cardboard proper LP cover they were in very flimsy which actually was very attractive and he starts from a very low base signing artists and bringing out a few records at a time uh, you know he brings out a record of Tomatito uh, some classic records yeah. Would you like to launch our first musical choice then? Well, I think it's got to be one of my favourite artists and this this will show you the, the modernity he mm -hmm. was he was mm -hmm. doing because you've got to realise at the time most of the other flamenco labels were very, very, very staged, you know, in how flamenco has to be and they wouldn't put out stuff like he was going to put out. So he puts out uh, Diego Carrasco and this is a track called Fernanda and it's a wonderful wonderful track i've played it many many times obviously it, it, it's a, a homage one presumes to fernanda de utrera and it shows really how diego carrasco again somebody that performed on la leyenda del tiempo but was moving into a new genre what we call the young flamenco back in my childhood we operated with cassettes yeah which was pretty much what was happening in flamenco well um it was in prominence. Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting you say that because um, when I met Mario and we talked about his label and we met in, a, in, a, in, a, in his London hotel. Tell me about that first, yeah. about your meeting. Yeah, well, it works into the cassettes, you'll like this, because yeah. he, he, he said to me, well, <clears throat> um, we looked at his plans and what he was keen to explain to me is he said, Marcus, you realise that very few people buy flamenco albums. He said, it's only people like you. <laughs> and he said, it's quite a problem. And what he was talking about by albums, he was meaning vinyl records. And he said that the sales of them are very, very low. But the vinyl was low on sales anyway, wasn't it? Well, not in that time, because mm. it, you know, it was in the 80s, so it would have been quite high for other artists. But flamenco records just don't sell that many. And, and he said, it's quite a problem, but he managed to solve the problem so he, he decided to carry on putting out vinyl but he came up with this brilliant idea that he explained to me that the way to sell stuff from his label was in uh, 
petrol stations. Mm-hmm. And what he did was, in other words, you take one track off all of the albums that you've got out at the moment and put them on one cassette and you sell it for a very modest price. So they're in these racks at the petrol stations and it's like, like you know, 100% or 200%. And he said that side of the business was taking off incredible because the other factor in this, which you won't be aware of, but there is a whole website uh, about this, <clears throat> the design on the cassettes at this time was fascinating for people. And there are now collectors, you know, like somebody that we're going to talk about on a future programme, who collect, they're more interested in these cassettes, these cheap cassettes than the actual albums and in vinyl because of the amount of artists that are on them, but mainly the artwork, which was just had to be put on a very, you know, the size of a cassette to attract a motorist coming in, getting some petrol. Oh, yeah, I think I'll get that. And that's how how he sold loads of records. Um, The other thing he, I mean, he, he doesn't only um, he didn't only put out modern stuff, and we'll come on to what else he did in a moment. But he he, he was very interested that I go to Morondo la Frontera, and he said to me, "Well, have you got any recordings of Diego del Gastor?" And I said, "Well, I've got some. You know, they're very they're not very good quality. They're just in bars and stuff like that." And he was very keen uh, to come to to see me in Oxford to see whether there was any mileage in it. It, it never happened, sadly, but that shows yeah. you that he did like the old flamenco as well, yeah. he, and he wanted to put that. And you, what we're going to do, you can see a wonderful example you've got over there of Terremoto, and we're going to play, I think, you know, I mean, look at the way he's... Doesn't he do a beautiful album? He looks at the back. At the back, there is a picture of him performing. Yeah. He looks like the Pavarotti of flamencos. <laughs> I think okay. so. So I mentioned that to show that Mario had a respect for the greats of, of, of the 50s and 60s, mm. you know. So, so he puts out this album, and we're going to play a track, which I think I've chosen. Um, we're going to play, oh yeah, Frijones, Soliar. Now, this man, Terremoto, is brilliant at Soliar, and obviously Mario wanted, when he was building his catalogue, to mix the very modern stuff, I mean, crazy stuff he was putting out, also um, put out the greats. So, yeah. I know you love the cover of that, don't you? Oh, we were talking about covers, and I love how this is a Picasso type of cover, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, that is amazing, and that is one of the one of the the gypsy groups that he signed Ketama. to the label Ketama, and uh, he put out a number of their records. Very, mm. very. I mean, you know, this is if you put this on. Then most people would think, well, I don't think that's flamenco. But of course now people realise oh, that what that is flamenco. That's how it was moving. So Mario was very, very uh, involved in that. And then of course he started putting out these volumes, the young flamencos. Yeah. There's there's so many of those. You know, volume one, two, three. I mean, have a look at, at uh, volume one, which is the one with the photo over there. Yeah, look at that. Right, it's right oh. picture of Raimundo Amador. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have here Rafael Riqueni. Yeah, they're all there, aren't they? All the suspects. Pata Negra. Yeah, Pata Negra, another gypsy, great gypsy group. Yeah. La Macanita, you've told yeah. me about. Great. Yeah, he signed all the greats. But I think what we need to do is listen to, um, yeah, I mean, you say Pata Negra. Let's hear a track, Yo Me Quedro in Sevilla. What else did um, Mario do? I know he's passed now, sadly, at, in a way a young, um, before his time. 
but he was involved also in um, with uh, other performers that were not so like Carlos Benavent. Ah, now you see now th- this is Carlos Benavent comes to fame working in with Paco de Lucia in the Paco de Lucia sextet. Now, when I first saw this in, in, in London, lots of people didn't like it. And Benavent was, was, was incredible because on stage he just played the bass but with his feet up on another chair. Mm. So he's playing Not so traditional. No, and he's playing electric bass with the flamenco. Sometimes fretless bass and things like that. And he is a phenomenal artist, which Mario decided, hey, I mean... You, you could make your own albums. Don't, you, know, you don't have to just be in the Papa Lucia sextet. Join my label and you can bring out your own record. Yeah. So there's a, there's a track that he, he performs which absolutely drives me crazy. And it's called Dicen de Mi. And obviously it's a reference to Cameron. We were always talking about Cameron. And on this record, he, with his bass, he imitates the voice of Cameron. And it, it's, it's oh. you, you've got to listen to it. You, you'll, Can't you'll, wait. You'll, you'll love it. But I mean, you're only somebody like Mario was probably capable of putting that type of material out. If you'd have taken that to some of the other labels, which I won't mention, I don't. They would say that's no, not really for us. <clears throat> yeah, we do straight guitar with the one singer. And who is um, who is currently kind of inherited his work? Who's going to look after the label? Who is? Uh... I don't think anybody really. I, I think that that kind of era has gone. It's gone back to the main, the main big labels, the people that. I mean, also you've got to realise that now um, people don't tend to put out albums. Not everybody even bothers putting out an album because we've moved into an age where people download. Things. Well, I think people people issue albums is just they're listened to in a different way, right? We stream now. Yeah more than anything else. Yeah. So albums are a thing, they're just streamed. Well, I don't know of anybody that's really t- taken up the mantle of, of what Mario did. And, you know, the body of work that he's left is absolutely incredible, no doubt mm. about it. I think what we should also reflect is he did put out some uh, live recordings, and there's another track I like off of the Young Flamencos, as it's called, and that's where he uh put out a recording of Jose Marseille mm. at a festival and yeah. it's absolutely beautiful. What is that? I should tell you that I think it's about the wildflowers. Floricilla Silvestres. Thank you very much for joining us for yet another fabulous episode, if we do say so ourselves, um, on Flamenco Attitude. We covered something that I don't think we have covered um, before, which is a flamenco label. Now, obviously, there are many labels in the industry of music, but I don't think we've talked about one, and that was kind of unique. A lot of great artists came out of it, and a lot of great artists made names for themselves through Mario Pacheco's label. What was the name again, Marcos? Nuevos Medios. Nuevos Medios. I'm not fluent in Spanish, so thank you so much. Well, uh, we will continue uh, probably um, next time. It will be another um, season that we start, so we will see what we will come up with, what kind of delights we have in store for you. But until the next time, whether you listen to, play, or learn about flamenco, remember to always follow the beat. Thank you.